What's brewing ATX? Ian Grossman here alongside Mr. Jonathan Ratcliffe. Hello, hello. And Greg Carlson. What's crackalacking, ladies and gentlemen? We're there back he is. in action. There he is. Bringing Greg over. We've got an exciting episode for you today. So a little over a year ago, we had True Fusion South Austin owner Jeremy Davis on the podcast. It was episode four, so we highly recommend going and checking that out. If you haven't heard it yet, Jeremy is back with us today. Thank hello, you for joining, hello, hello. Mr. Davis. Good to Welcome. see you guys again. Yeah. So True, Fu- True Fusion is a boutique. Man, I'm having a tough time today. What's, in your, what's tying your tongue? Boutique. True Fusion oh. is a boutique gym located off South Lamar that focuses on group fitness classes. They have everything ranging from yoga to Pilates to spin to boxing. We'll get more into more details on that later when we share some of our experience being part of the True Tribe. So when Jeremy joined us back in early 2019, the gym still hadn't opened yet. So most of our conversations centered around what was in store for the gym as well as some of his backstory and why they opened up the gym. Well, today Jeremy's going to share what True Fusion looks like just over a year after opening. And since this is being recorded in the midst of the coronavirus pandemic, of course, we've got to hear what impact everything has had on the gym mm-hmm. and what they're doing to open safely when the time is right. So more to come on that. As a reminder, this is your one-stop shop for all things ATX, from tips on the food and beverage scene to developments in the real estate world to interviews with local small businesses and those making a big impact in our community. Of course, each week we feature a local beer, wine, or spirit so you can get your little taste of what Austin has to offer. As always, be sure to follow us on Instagram at What's Brewing ATX. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you tune into podcasts. Give us that five-star rating. As a matter of fact, pause the episode right now. Hit us with that five-star rating. We've got 32. Let's get it to 50 over the next couple weeks. Keep them coming. And be sure to stick around for the weekly brew at the end of the episode where Greg will share which company is about to bring some big-time job opportunities to none other than Pflugerville, Texas. Mm, Exciting stuff. But first, South Dallas. It's been over 100 degrees, what, for the last over week? It's cooking. We're thirsty. Jonathan? Yeah. What are we going to do to cool us down right now? I'm glad you asked. We have had Carbach Brewing Company on before for a different brew. But since we're in midsummer, as Ian just alluded to, we're going to try the summer seasonal Tasty Waves. Ooh. The Tasty Waves oh. Carbach. Um, it's, it's just like it sounds. It is summer ale. That is citrus and breezy, and what they say on their site is, it's not bogus or cheesy. It's citrus and breezy, <laughs> and the perfect kiss of sea salt and fruit that won't harsh your mellow. Salt. I don't even know what harsh your mellow means, but I like it. That sounds like bra. Where's that come from? <laughs> it talks like that. Harsh your mellow, bra. It's only available May through August, so um, here we are. We are in July. The can says aloha, Mr. Can. Let's get going. Brings me back to Hawaii. Yeah. Well, cheers, fellas. Mm. Mm. Cheers. Oh, yeah. Carbox out of Houston, Texas. Okay. It's not bad. A little little sweet. A little salty. If you want to know more info about the company, but if you are in Texas, Mm. probably all over the States, you've heard of them before. It actually goes down pretty smooth. Mm -hmm. Good stuff. Well, all righty. For the drink, let's have it. Jeremy, again, thank you for coming on. Welcome. For second time. You're actually our first return 
guest. Oh, nice. This is, this is a special one. Nice. Um, again, if you want to learn more about Jeremy's backstory, check out episode yeah. four. But let's jump in right into the good stuff today. It. Good so, stuff. Let's get after it. When we last spoke, you had a goal of 400 pre-sale memberships. Yes. Damn. Back in March 2019. Tell us a little bit about that goal, what the membership count is now, and what True Fusion's first year in business look like i know a little bit of this so i'm laughing at some of this. <laughs> those are humble goals so for pre-sale we did i think 550 some odd pre-sale memberships wow um over the course of that next year i don't we actually we closed down in march so we were actually open for nine months and mm -hmm. then uh coronavirus hit but we had 1458 as far as members wow so, yeah we were doing really 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 well it was actually you know when you first start a new business you're thinking 18 24 36 months before you hit break even and that last probably month and a half we were within striking distance which was awesome um so yeah no it the first year i think the it was all learning lessons I think sure. that's the, the biggest thing when you first jump in. You think you know, but like until that beast is moving and you got to pivot and you got to learn what the members like and how to coach up your staff. So I, I, I really just look at that first nine months of just constantly tweaking and making things better and, and learning how to do things more efficiently. Um, but yeah, it was it was a crazy nine months. I remember at one point in the in, in our last episode, you said... 20, you, you talked about some of the bigger gyms, mm -hmm. 10,000 members, and you mm -hmm. said 2,500, we would be, you know, killing it here. Yeah, yeah. Was that something that you thought might take a year, two years beyond that? Um, looking at most of the other studios in the franchise chain, it was probably like a two-year goal. Mm -hmm. um, I had pegged it probably two, two and a half, just looking at it, just to get into 2,500 and just knowing that that's that's where we were headed the whole entire time. And we were, we were on pace. I think there were seven, six or seven other studios that opened up the same time as us. And we were outpacing most all of them. Wow. Um, other true fusions around mm -hmm. the country. So that's really, it's, it's nice to kind of see as the franchise spreads, you can get more data and mm -hmm. see how that's going. So um, we were on pace to, to crush it. I mean, it was, it was an exciting time to see just all the adversity that we had opening up the studio mm -hmm. with, you know, building in Austin, schedule pushbacks, permits, all of that good stuff. So, um, I mean, even even before we opened, the day before we were getting our permit, we actually um, had to move everything out of the studio that wasn't bolted <laughs> into the ground and back in. In that. about, I think it was six hours we had to do that. Wow. Um, and you're talking even those 200-pound um, boxing bags we had to take off of the off of there the the water bags that we had we had to take all those out oh wow all the kettlebells so mass every piece of every bike every piece of equipment did you have manning that there's, there's no way um so we we had some help um some of the instructors came in um but i mean yeah it was me the leadership team and you know the the guy said we had to move everything out after he told us that we could have it in so we were like let's just put our heads down and how's that for a team building it. activity wow. right yeah. before you open up i know the next day i woke up my ankles and my knees hurt so bad i was like i never want to do that again <laughs> wow dude yeah so it was it was definitely a trying construction it was not a not oh. a smooth one yeah. seriously so yeah. it's really interesting to be here in the space now when we were first you know in our office before we had any vision of what it would mm. look like. And I had never seen like a true fusion, 
even uh, you know online at the time. Um, so I, I just didn't have an idea of what the physical space would look like. Obviously, you did. You had plans for it and everything. Did the did your vision for the physical space kind of turn out the way you thought um, it would, or better? Or what what, do you, what are your thoughts on that? It, I think you because we built a new model of True Fusion, so it was like True Fusion 2.0. So they had the corporate studios that we saw. Um, in Vegas when we were looking at um, investing and then you know they upgraded everything when we built ours so it was kind of like opening up a Christmas present like you you look at the plans you see the dimensions but the size and scale of everything wants to start to come together it, yeah. you know it just made your eyes go oh my gosh this place is huge mm-hmm. was and, it because of the actual space that you guys chose or just because that's what you planned and it turned out that way I, I just think even mm-hmm. when you go into like empty shell commercial buildings yeah. like you you just see and it was three spaces that were put together so uh, you like you walk in and you're you know you see all the construction and you know everything's not built and it, it's hard to imagine the walls and the lights yeah. and i couldn't imagine all this yeah no way yeah you actually um you invited me before you before any of this existed well the walls were up and everything and you showed me each room and i was like looks cool but it's really hard to to get a an idea of what the space is actually going to turn into and for the listeners greg you're great at describing what are we what are we sitting in right now like when you walk through the door yeah yeah so one thing that that jumps out when i walk in this place is the ultra friendly staff first and foremost shout out to them second to that it's like a a state-of-the-art uh establishment that uh, create, creates a little curiosity when you walk in because you have all these different doors with with the word rock on it, the word sweat on it, the word ride on it. You're curious. What is, what's happening here? And then they take you on the grand tour, and uh, that's when the magic really happens. You get and to see artwork, what's behind the doors. It's so awesome. Yeah. Like, yeah. So they, they keep Austin weird. You know, you've got some of the murals that you see around Austin. Like, it's, it's truly unique. I think that was the, you know, when you bring something to Austin, like Austin is its own little like universe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, whenever we were deciding to move here and things like that, we wanted to to move to the city. We live probably 10 minutes south of the studio. Mm. And, you know, we spent almost a year before we even opened just like going out, trying restaurants, doing all the tourist things, you know, going Mm -hmm. to see the Capitol, going to all Mm -hmm. the different trails and Mm -hmm. all of that. And you, you start to, you start to notice how Austin is its own weird, special entity. And we knew once we were a part of it that we had to put it in the studio somehow. So we actually um, got an artist to help us with our artwork and made some, some custom um, Austin artwork because I, I I think artworks kind of it's it's in Austin because you see all the graffiti everywhere and things like that so it was so easy to just see things and be like oh we need to put something in here that says this is True Fusion South Austin not just True Fusion. Same artist that did every all of yes yes it it looks so cool walking that was actually the first time today because I've not done a spin class you haven't done a spin class I remember come on man come on walking in the spin I was like holy crap it's so cool in there I just haven't gone in there yeah I I think the as far as like how all the rooms look the Mm -hmm. spin rooms probably the the most fun for me because they have like the multi-changing colored lights that Mm -hmm. run back and yeah um, Niamasol, which is like a sister company to True Fusion, they did a lot of the artwork and updated that back wall. Okay. Um, so it's it's cool. They have a they have a 
my favorite thing in the studio is the cat with the sunglasses on on the on the back wall because mm -hmm. once you turn the lights on, you, he kind of changes colors and mm -hmm. looks at you. So yeah, you got to you got to take a ride class, man. We'll we'll do the second year. Allow me to. I'll yeah, <laughs> and I think it's easy for for those listeners who have never been in the space. You almost think like, is it is it feel forced to have that many different types of classes under one roof? And no, like you, if you've never been here, you got to come check it out. The bathroom, the shower soap smells amazing. Yeah, <laughs> that's like one of that's the first true. things I notice. It smells good when you come right? in here. Yeah, yeah. Um, so definitely got to check this place out and see with your own eyes. And and in case we didn't describe it, there's one, two, three, four, five rooms. Five there's studios. Five yep. different studios. So you walk in. It's the main entrance, and like Greg said, tons of friendly staff that's going to greet you, and you just feel welcome right away. Then you walk back, and you see all these different rooms that are. They really are like their own little mini gyms. Mm -hmm. um, so actually that leads to Greg. Greg, tell us. Yeah, you know, Ian, John, and I have all bought into the True Fusion model and culture. Um, we we, are all, members. we all have group. memberships, and mm -hmm. it's been a great bonding experience for us to get our asses kicked together. <laughs> uh, so we figured we'd share some of our favorite classes, and then we want to hear about your favorites. Okay. So mine, without a doubt, is, uh, is a heated boot camp. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So to give it a little description there, uh, it's it's over 100 degrees. Uh, so heated boot camp is 95, 95 and 50 degree, 50 percent humidity. And you do have classes that get over 100. Yes. Right? And the we have a, the hottest class is 103 degrees. 103. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So heated boot camp, um, it's a high intensity interval training class and it's hot. And you sweat like no other. I've never sweat more in my life so than taking that class. Yeah. And you leave there, you feel like a new person. You feel refreshed, cleansed, and uh, you get a great workout on top of it. Yeah. yeah. Boom. Um, I guess I could say my favorite, just because it's like almost tradition now, is, and it's less intense but also quite still a, a good challenge, is the – uh, Monday TRX class with Katya. Mm -hmm. uh, we, oh yeah, that's fun. That was like every fun. Monday. Yeah, yep. just do that every Monday without a doubt. Like that's my one. Yeah, I'm I'm not missing that thing. Five thirty, um, and then I think I would. I really love the boxing. I think I do like the heated um, boot camp as uh -huh. well. Mm -hmm. Or yeah. Pilates, hot Pilates. Oh, hot Pilates like, is a good one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and yeah. when I first heard of Pilates, I thought, you know, is this like. I'm going to grab a bar and stick my leg up. And this is like, you know, girly. Yeah. Process. I've always seen it know. slow paced on television. I've always seen it slow, mm -hmm. yeah, but this is not, no, no. it's the opposite. Yeah. yeah. I would say I have three favorites kind of jumping room to room. Mm -hmm. I love the TRX, but the boxing has emerged yes. as one of my like go-to. I've never had my heart rate kept up that for that long of a period of time. And mm -hmm. it's like so intense. It feels yourself. good the next day every part of your body is sore. Like muscles in my shoulder that I didn't mm -hmm. know existed mm. are sore. Then jump to the, um, the sweat room. You can fit how many people in there? 70. 70. I'm pretty sure I've been in one of Katie Rose's Pilates class yeah. where every, it was at the max. Yes. Every part. Um, yes. So that heated Pilates class is an absolute killer. You stack as many people in there as possible and it probably gets hotter than it should be in that yeah. class and more humid with all the sweat. Um, I've never sweat and, and my body always hurts <laughs> while and after that class and then the last one's got to be slowing it down going into the heated uh yoga room for some hot yin hot mm -hmm. yin's good the, mm -hmm. the true the yin. Mm -hmm. sunday yeah. afternoon 75 minute it's mm -hmm. like 
best way, best to, way to cap off the week or if you start your week on Sunday, mm-hmm. best way to start the week. Mm-hmm. I may be wimpy, but I like the regular yin too, like because we'll do that midweek on yeah. like a Wednesday at 12 o'clock. We'll mm-hmm. just come in for like a lunchtime and it, you don't really get sweaty. You don't have to you shower. Just, you don't have to shower. You just sit in those poses for what, a minute, two minutes mm-hmm. each. And it's just like, it's like um, meditation or something. Yeah. I get out of there. I'm like, okay. It's like this. you hit a pause button on your week. Whenever yeah. you go to yin, you're just like, all right, I know the world's going crazy around me, but I'm going to walk in this room and just like go blank. 100%. Love it. Yeah. So how about you? That's a good way to describe it. Yeah. Um, so my number one is true yin. I, it's, uh, I think just being in that heat and for me, it was like a love-hate relationship being a football player because I'm so used to like attacking every workout. Mm-hmm. You know, you go in there with a mindset of I'm going to just do everything as fast as you can and try to just knock out rep sets and you get to yin and it just makes you stop and it makes you kind of sit and be okay with being uncomfortable mm-hmm. and not being good at something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I, I think the one thing that a lot of our yoga instructors do is you don't just leave with a with a workout you you have a feeling or emotion or an intention too so it kind of resets my mind frame I think it was the Wednesday at twelve or eleven that I used to do a Fran almost every week and I used to notice like. If I didn't go to that, my whole entire week was just, it was just the stress level just kept rising. And that that Wednesday true yin would just reset. Um, And then my second favorite was ride on Saturdays at 10. Because usually Friday night, whether you have a few drinks or something, you know, that's just, you know, usually Saturday you wake up and you're just like, I don't know if I want to work out. But then I started making myself come on Saturdays at 10 and it just kind of like changed just how my weekends Mm -hmm. would go. Um, but I love the ride class because, um, secretly, if you're not great, you can kind of bring it to your level, you know, you'll get some eyes, you'll get some looks, but it's, it's one of those things. And two, I'm, I'm just, I'm so terrible at doing cardio on my own, even Mm -hmm. during like COVID and like trying to get outside and I'm just not that guy. I'm just, I, I need, I need to be like, you go there and it's like, you go to a party and you do your cardio. Like you have some friends there, you've got the lights going, you've got some good music, boom. But whenever I do cardio on my own, I'm like, man, 15 minutes in, I'm like, I could be working. I could be at home. You know, I, I I don't like making my own self sweat, but if somebody's yelling at me, I'll do it. So ride's definitely my second. Um, and then third would be, um, kettle booty. I did it. I did it two times. I I was always afraid of it because the kettle booty, like legs and, and like reps on legs, like it's going to hurt you the next day. But I, I really enjoyed just getting my butt kicked. Sometimes, you know, it's fun to go in and do something and you're like, I know I'm not going to be great at this. And I did it a couple of times and, um, I actually, that's the class that my sister came out for the first time to see the studio. And I took it, I, I took it with her and me and my sister are kind of the same people. So you could see her like roll her eyes when it got hard. And, you know, she's giving me a little <laughs> sure. attitude, like talking to the instructor, like what really we're going to do that. So it was fun mm-hmm. to see my sister kind of, you know, snap into her own little thing and do that. But yeah, that's, that's funny. The instructor's name huh. that does it. What's his name? Uh, uh is it Miguel? Miguel, Miguel, yeah, Miguel. He kicked my ass in there a few that times. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Miguel's uh, no joke. It's, he's, he was actually, um, I actually brought him from St. Louis with me because oh, um, oh. I knew how good of an instructor he was going to be oh. and just who he is as a person. He's like he's like family to me. But, yeah, Miguel, if you see him, he will, he'll put you down. He will kill you. Yeah. yeah. I think, uh, no, I, 
the, the whole group fitness concept, like if you've never done it before, I definitely challenge you to come check this thing out. Aside from like the, like you said, if you're not motivated to do cardio on your own, you come in here, you have someone telling you what to do. You're surrounded by other people of all skill levels. You have people that are in ridiculous shape, but you also have people that are beginners mm -hmm. that are struggling right along with you. Yeah. Um, and then also like Jonathan was saying, his escape with yin, you put like, usually when you're your gym, you have your phone in your pocket. You're probably listening to your own music here, put in the locker room. Yeah. Just, Get away from it. Yeah. Detach yep. for, no for an hour. Yep. Come through and mess you up. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I mean, to, to his point, too, we have a friend that's 51 years old and come in here and does oh, yeah. classes with us. And oh, yeah. It's amazing to see his transformation here, too. Yeah. Oh, it, um, it's fun just to go in there and, like, some people walk in the room and you're like, all right, I'm sitting next to this person. We're going to, you know, I'm, I might I might outwork this person. Yeah. Every yeah. time I went to the room, I was looking next to me. I'm like, yeah, I want to be like you when I get older. Yeah. <laughs> I know, it's a mixed bag in there, for yeah. sure. Yeah, totally. And I will say one last thing about the hot yin that mm -hmm. you yeah. guys mentioned. Mm -hmm. So there was a Sunday, I've been do we did the Sundays a few times, but there was a Sunday that I woke up and I have some like lower right back issues sometimes, like my psoas area. Yeah. And I was like, man, I got to get some yoga in or something. And it happens periodically. I came here. There's no way that I thought like after one yoga session it would help. But after sitting in that heat and going through those motions, I literally walked out and I was like, I don't feel anything. It's yeah. crazy. And that that's when I was like a true believer. Not mm -hmm. that I ever was a non-believer, but that was like, I will not miss at least one yoga class a week. Oh, yeah. yeah. So. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. It. Absolutely. Yeah. Hi, Jeremy. I want to read a quote from your first interview. Okay. It's a little lengthy. Uh-oh. But I think it's a great segue uh, into our next this topic. Is this uh, must be interesting. I'm nervous. Here here. <laughs> yeah, right? So you said, quote, when shit hits the fan, instead of pivoting, and if your competitor is doing something, instead of looking at him and changing everything about you, it's sticking to your core values, whether you're high or you're up or down. Not to say you can't change your strategy, but who you are needs to be the emotional. Sorry, who you are needs to be the same, whether the sales are high or the sales are low. You can't ride on an emotional roller coaster, if you're the leader of the business, because you're the one that's supposed to be calm, mm. cool, collected. Mm -hmm. End quote. Look at him. He's like, damn, I said that? Right? He, Smart you guy. said that. <laughs> yeah. It should yeah. go in your book. Yeah. So I think it's safe to say that shit hit the fan this past March. Oh, yeah. March 2020. Yeah. Um, so tell us a little bit about the impact COVID has had on your business, and then we'll talk about some of the shifts you've made um, so that when it's time to open, you do it safely and, and properly. You know, when, when COVID, when you started watching it, cause I think it was like in January or February, you start, you started watching it around the world kind of hit and you, you knew it was happening in China and we had seen like SARS hit China and it, you know, it came and hit us, but it never, this is the first one where, you know, instead of watching, you know, other countries put on masks and have to do shutdowns, it, it finally hit us. And I think it was around the time you saw like Italy really get crushed by it you know as business owners you know whether it's other people and you know that yeah i know it's business owners we all started making those texts like hey i think this might be hitting us next yeah um and you know the first thing the first thing that that we did is you know you double down and you're you know we're gonna make this studio as safe as possible um and i i I think what we did after that point is then you look for medical professionals and, and lucky for me, um, I have two sisters in the medical field. Um, one of my best friends, brothers, he works for the Mayo clinic. 
um, and his wife is doing, she actually does the COVID tracking at a hospital in St. Louis. So I've had a lot of really good advice on what's going on and uh, what's going and, and how I should respond. So I think it was probably the on Monday we came in and um, I think it was like the 13th and I was I was in my leadership meeting and you're talking and we'd, I just posed the question and I was like hey you know this is this is starting to hit and do you guys think that right now we should probably close the studio and you know I think listening to my leadership team um, and that's here in Austin yes. or, okay. Yeah. So we had my leadership team, um, consist of my, uh, social media director, director of fitness, director, of yoga, marketing sales, and, um, my wife as well. Um, and my studio manager. So we all meet once a week just to go over the numbers and we were sitting there and I could, I could feel the tension and the unease and, um, we went over it and, and we decided to close down. We closed down a week before Austin made everybody else, mm-hmm. um, close down. Um, and it was, I don't, I, I, both me and my wife cried because it was, you know, you're on this journey where you've spent a year and a half to open up a studio and you have literally the week before I had the meeting, I was like, Hey guys, we're in, we're in within reach of break even and you know that's the one thing that you've been working on and you know how much money time effort sweat goes into getting a ball rolling and getting momentum Mm -hmm. with a business and like once you push that rock over the top of the mountain and it starts to roll and you 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 stare at the coronavirus and you have to stop the rock and you know it's it's one of the yeah you're kind of handcuffed there so it was just making the decision to close the studio it was I didn't imagine it was going to be that emotional but you know when when I had to say we're going to close the business it was one thing that like never that never comes into your mind that I'm going to you know have to stop all of this work that we're doing um so yeah we we shut down on the 16th um and then from there it was mostly first you get the cares act come through and you know you're watching numbers and you're you're listening to all the medical professionals so the first thing was figuring out the cares act mm-hmm. um and the first time that it came out especially for for businesses like us they had the 75 percent 25 percent eight weeks um that you had to spend it in and you know you sit around and you're like well my business is closed how do i how do i pay employees and how do i do things like that so um, really the first thing that we did is, you know, how do we take care of employees that aren't going to be getting paid? And this is, this is their job. Um, so we, we set up a fundraiser. We got some paychecks out to them as well. Um, once the PPP money came in, um, the biggest thing that we did is we started filming classes. Mm-hmm. So I, and, um, we haven't released all the classes that we filmed, but I wanted to make sure that the people that needed, or at least needed that bridge could get a bridge to keep mm-hmm. working. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so then you work through that and then, um, as it goes on, you start, you know, is it, you, then it, then it kind of dove into a, like a quasi, like I felt like when it first started, it was like, everybody's on the same page. We're going to fight covid and then it like dove into conspiracy theories and all of this so it definitely got interesting there for a while but i mean the overall impact i mean over the last i think it's been four months that we've been closed um 
what it is i would say that between the upgrades that we've done to the studio and the money that we've been spending on um staff and rent and things like that that just don't go away it's probably taken a good half a million dollar bite Holy. um out of out of everything that we had going on um wow. so it's it definitely changes the complexion of even, you know, you sit back and you think, well, can we still offer the same experience? You know, is it even the same product, yeah. you know, and, and how do I create something that's safe enough to bring members back in? And, you know, for a lot of business, like business people or business owners, you know, you look at 25% capacity and social distancing and you're like, I don't know how I'm going to make this make sense economically mm-hmm. with 25% capacity. Yeah, especially in a place like this where your model is based on people sweating all over each other. Correct. You know, it's <laughs> being and, close. Well, and the biggest the biggest advantage we've always had is the size and the capacity. Mm-hmm. And that's the and the, in return we were able to give members an experience that was extremely high quality at a very very low price because we could use that excess capacity, you know, when you we had 1100 almost 1200 spaces in the studio available every single day. And now we're staring at reopening with under 200 spaces available. Mm-hmm. So you're talking, you know, a 90% reduction in the possibility of people coming in to your business daily. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's, it's something that, you know, you stare at, you, you crunch numbers and you try to figure out what's the best move. Um, for us, the best move has been to keep it closed. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was it was interesting because we were going to open up on July 16th because we had looked at... Which is what? Is that today? Yeah. Yeah, huh. today we were supposed to reopen. Um, but we had looked at Memorial Weekend and kind of seen when the bars started opening and things like that. And I was like, okay, let's give it four weeks after Memorial Weekend. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't spike after Memorial Weekend in those yeah. four weeks, because really COVID's like a four to six week chunk of yeah. time. Whatever you do four weeks ago is going to show up. Yeah. Um, and lo and behold, it, it, and unfortunately it did what I thought it was going to do. So we had to push that off again. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's a scary time. And I think that's the, the biggest thing is the stress and the fear, um, whether it's financially or even, you know, with my, my nephew, his, he's going back to school and his roommate, um, he plays football, um, outside of Nashville. He's a, but his roommate just got COVID, really? you know? And so it's, it's one thing where you're like, ah, they just got him back to start football and now his roommate has it. Yeah. And, you know, so it's between family and business and employees and all of that. It's just, it's been a lot. For sure. Yeah. Did, it's definitely been a can lot. Can you talk a little bit about what you have done that we talk, you know, off, off uh, the record here, we were talking a little bit. I mean, it's crazy the amount of money and, what you guys have done to this place. Yeah. So we took an approach whenever, whenever I was talking to um, the medical professionals, the number one thing they said you have to address is your air. Um, So luckily for us, you know, we, we had a state of the art HVAC system. So we probably spent a little bit over a half a million dollars on HVAC because we do the heated rooms. So heated rooms is going to cause you to just have to do a, Mm -hmm. a, a lot more than most people. Um, so the first thing that we looked at for the air is we wanted to look at the ducts and make sure that the air just getting circulated inside the studio was going to somehow be able to eradicate the virus. Um, so we have 13 in intakes, outtakes 
And in each one of those, we put UV disinfectant racks. Um, oh. Probably about $20,000 was spent on that um, to make sure that when the air circulated, that it's killing the virus is doing those things. Do, the, and, do those need to be replaced? Um, I think every year the light bulbs will okay. get replaced in them. Right. But, uh, uh, and we had, we had two in our ERVs for our heated rooms um, because that just requires a little different. So we already had those, but then we upgraded on top of it. So now not only do we have the ERVs in our heated room, yeah. but now every single air duct in the studio is going to have, um, the, it, it does have those disinfectant racks inside of it. Um, and then on the second layer of the air, then we got... I think we have 12, 14 um, commercial-grade air purifiers inside of the studio. So every single space that you're going to see at is going to have air purifiers from the top and the bottom. So we kind of hit that from two sides. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we wow. looked, then we looked at... We're sitting right next to one right now. Yes, we are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and then once we, once we addressed the air, then we had to think about the surface. So mm-hmm. every single high-touch surface that we have in the studio... Um, has pure zone antimicrobial tape on it. Um, and that's, you're talking every single door handle, every light switch, every iPad that we have. Um, you'll see it every countertop, um, all tables, the do- benches. tables, benches, um, in the bathroom, it's on the seats in the bathroom. Um, so we really, we really, we covered everything um in that antimicrobial tape and i did some research on it and a lot of this is what a lot of hospitals have in it just so it doesn't um spread viruses on surfaces mm-hmm. um and then on top of that we got electrostatic sprayers so your normal like windex sprayer is mm-hmm. just going to hit the front side of whatever you spray at with disinfectant mm-hmm. um so with the electrostatic sprayers what it does is it charges those chemicals or products so that whenever it's spraying on something like a door handle those products are charged and it's going to surround the entire um, ob- whatever object. Yeah. How much is that? Ooh, it was expensive. All, all, of it, all, all in all, we probably, we've probably done um, close to $100,000 on COVID-related upgrades to the wow. studio. Um, and that's me working with the medical professionals that I know, working with architects, um, Mm-hmm. actually dove into our LED lighting and there's um, an actual blue wave light setting that is actually antimicrobial as well. Wow. It's not as strong, mm-hmm. um, but that's also another piece. So it was nice to nice to know that, you know, the LED blue, whatever we have in, in those rooms. It's so oh, funny. It's already a thing. Yeah, it's so funny because it's, it's like you, when you're a business owner, you become like a specialist at all of this yeah. like yeah. i feel like i feel like if i tried i could probably be like an hvac apprentice <sighs> right now um <laughs> you know and lighting and and different things like that you you just have to you have to learn and dive into so many different subjects which is fun but covid's definitely it's pushed us to our limit on everything that we're doing whether it's you know my social media director learning to put different pictures up because we're a group fitness studio and and our pictures and how we do it, you yeah. know, and you want to see three or four people in those. Yeah. And, I, you know, so it's, it's definitely taken a pivot from every angle. And the reason yeah. I read oh, that man. quote was because you mentioned the core values and competitors, which you see, yeah. there's a lot of gyms around here that are open. Yeah. You know, right. Two doors down is LA fitness. Mm-hmm. There's people walking in and out of there and I'm sure they're not going to the, the extreme that you are with cleanliness and, it's tough to make that decision when you're, you must really care about your, your members and the safety of your members. If you're choosing to, to stay closed and forfeit money that you could be 
bringing in to to make the right decision. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, I my my staff. First of all, my staff is like family. I think we've gotten so close with my leadership team and things like that. It's it's there's there's not a bone in my body that wants to go to bed at night thinking that I'm trying to make a profit while putting them at risk. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that was the, and, and there was just not enough data and to know what the risk was and what the proper things are. I think now that we're seeing this second spike and the death rates are lower and the, the treatments that they have are a little bit better, um, and seeing the progression in the vaccines and things like mm -hmm. that, I think there is some light at the end of the tunnel now. Um, and I, in my position, I, I don't fault any other companies for having to do what they have to do because it is a weird time because you could be sitting on going bankrupt if you don't yep, reopen. Sure. Um, there's a lot of business owners that, you know, whether they got the PPP or not, they, they're looking at, you know, a millions of millions of dollar investment in years and they've got employees that need to make paychecks and they've so the decisions during the pandemic i try to not compare us with others and more of just just trying to be open and understanding mm -hmm. um and even now you know like we're we're getting to a point where we're thinking about reopening the studio um, and we're, we're going through the checklist on how to do it right and how to make everybody safe. But I think it's, it's still, when we do it, it's going to be something that every night me and my wife go to bed worrying about everybody yeah. because the, the humans are what makes true fusion special. It's like, yeah, it's, it's a cool building, but <laughs> it's the connection between the people and you know, the friendly staff and the, the three guys that come do their TRX class together every mm -hmm. week. Like it's, yeah. that's what makes it special. And if you don't prioritize the humans first, I think you, you lose that core value. And that's always been who we are and what we're about. Love it. For sure. This, this, the whole conversations remind me of, uh, I don't know if you guys have read the infinite game. I know. Yeah. Yes. Fantastic. It's, it, yes. These are things that happen that aren't to stay open for another year or a week. It's, it's for the long run, you know, mm -hmm. and there's many companies that have not made it and that have our, I know several gyms that are, are down permanently. Yeah. Um, and, and not just gyms, but businesses. Um, but you guys are taking, you're taking the right steps to stay in it for the long haul. And yeah. so it, it's very appreciated for yeah. members, but also just business owners and, uh, it doesn't go unnoticed. So, but I'm getting a dad bod, so you need to open soon. <laughs> Man, <laughs> I I am round. I'll, I'll tell you that I am round. I yeah, just yeah. started doing some stuff this last two weeks, and it, it's it's yeah. rough. The home workouts they were okay for a little bit, and then you're just like, all right, we we need something. We need to yeah. We need to spice it up. Yeah, spice. So to pivot from kind of the heavy stuff, um, you know, hopefully being in Austin for over a year. Um, after our last conversation, it's allowed you to explore the, the city a, a little bit more. Um, when you're not at the gym or doing anything related to True Fusion, which I know consumes your life, <laughs> you know, what, what are you guys doing? What are you and, and Morgan doing that you just love to enjoy oh. in your free time here in Austin? This is a good question. So we're, we're like movie junkies. So Alamo okay. Draft House is our jam. Yes. Yeah. We love Alamo Draft House. So. sadly is also I know. still down. I and know. They had to shut down a lot of of their yeah um, of their of their places it's mm. crazy yeah alamo draft house is our jam um 
we like to go eating as well. So yeah, okay. uh, got some favorite restaurants. And I, it, with I feel like we'll never eat at all the restaurants in Austin's, but we're trying as hard as we can. Yeah, so um, <laughs> whether it's, you know, a, a quick date night or, or going somewhere else. But I think between the movies and eating and then. Um, what are your two favorite restaurants? Two favorite restaurants. Just a couple. I know, I know you Two uh, that really come to mind. Mm, two favorite restaurants. This is tough. Um, okay, so maybe not favorite, but the, the most special one to me when I'm in the mood and have done my workouts, I love Gordo's. It's like oh, okay. it's just comfort food. Oh. It's and you go there and you know it's it's great when people come in town because you're like, ah, let's go to Gordo's. I know it's something that you've never had before and it's it's gonna be special. Um, that's the place with the burger donuts, donuts, donuts right? Yeah. So every, everything's donut based at Gordo's. Yeah. So at, and when, when we wow. first moved here, because you know, when you first move, everybody comes to visit you. I've been there so many friggin' times. It was, it was bad. I was like, I'm getting <laughs> big. I, that's funny. Yeah, man. So, so I've never guy. been there. I gotta check it out. Um, I'm actually not a big sweets guy. I'm like mm. a candy guy, but like Southern, like all my family's from Georgia. So like oh, Southern nice. comfort food, you're going to get me every time. Every yeah. time that yeah. you can, you know, put some gravy on something, put what? something in some sort of fat and yeah. What would you recommend on their menu? Ooh, um, the Black Betty. Yeah. What is that? Um, yeah. it is, it's a donut. I'm, I, it's some, it's. Like their donuts, I don't even know how to describe the <gasps> the majestic, just love that they put in these things. But oh. it's got caramel. The it's Black got Betty yes, donut? the Black Betty donut is yeah. wow. is what I would definitely tell people to get if they go there. Okay, um, find me up right now. Yeah, the Ron Burgundy is guy. good. They've got a they've got a I think it's a burger called the Ron Burgundy as well. But I'm I'm sorry, Gordos, if I'm just slandering all your whole entire menu right now but i know they have some sort of buffalo chicken oh sandwich yeah. which is what i've gotten there yeah. in the past house made blackberry filling cream cheese icing cake mix cinnamon sugar and locally harvested honey butter the black betty boom you looked it up <sighs> it's funny because whenever i'm like whenever i get really good food i kind of dance while i eat and like the whole time i'm just saying whoa black betty oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> i'm eating the donut I love that so what was your second one? Ooh, oh, yeah. Second yeah. one. Yeah. Um, I'm a big sushi guy. Okay. Sushi. Oh, but I'm going to forget the name of this freaking place. Where's the location? I'll sushi Junai? Oh, no. no. Um, so sushi, there's there's one that's right down the street that we really like. It's um, next to the Alamo Draft House that's on the corner right there oh, when yeah. you turn in there. Um, Which one? Um. Not it's Uchi right is right there, but Uchi's right there, but it's across. I've never gotten right into Uchi. Right? No, yeah, yeah, Uchi yeah. Is. It's a um, barbershop. I can't remember yeah. that one. I don't even have my phone on me. Okay. I'll look it up. Yeah. What do you, so, what do you like about that place? Um, so the um, we usually sit at the sushi bar, and my favorite thing at sushi restaurants is just kind of because we're we like sushi, but we like I couldn't tell you what type of sushi like the fish yeah. and like all the names and how it's done yeah. but we'll just go there and be like service until we're full and yes, so it's like it's like it. and we only do that like special thing like we sold our house because when we moved here our house wasn't sold and then it sold and we were like we're gonna celebrate. go to the sushi bar and celebrate and yeah. we just kind of just eat until you, and you don't know I don't know what it oh. is but Soto yes Soto is really good um, 4.8 rating that's, I, dang that's good that's, good. that's important for a sushi spot. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Good rating. Yeah, so the, those are <laughs> those are two good ones. Two like really it. good ones. 
But, you know, it, the weird part is I haven't been to a restaurant in so long. It's, you know. I know. Yeah. So what kind of inspiring message can you give to listeners that have been strongly impacted by this pandemic and have had their professional worlds flipped upside down? Man. So yeah. I, I think the inspiring part that I look look at is how – even with my members is how much support and love people do have for you. Um, I think a lot of people, especially in this climate where no matter what you do, you can always make somebody mad. And it's so easy for you to spend so much of your energy on the negative Mm. um, that you, you really need to allow yourself to appreciate how far you've come, what you've done, and the people who are rooting for you. Because a lot of times in the dark, you can only see the people who are the naysayers that your business model isn't going to work anymore, or you're speaking out on an issue and they don't like that you're speaking out on an issue, or you're, um, or they don't like your point of view, or you know, you're always there's always going to be somebody mad, but there's so many more people that are rooting for you, mm-hmm. um, and that are there for you, whether they're saying it to you or not. Um, but spend spend more time on the good than the bad. Um, and I, 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 in the beginning, it was it was hard when we shut down because there was a lot of there was a lot of bad. Why are you doing that? Is what are you going to do with my membership and this, that, and the other, mm-hmm. you know, people just beating you down. But, you know, when I, when I talk to the members and, and get those emails where they're, we appreciate you, what you guys are trying to do. And, um, we'll be there when you guys reopen. It's just, just remember that the magic isn't gone and it's, there's, there's going to be hard times, but it's, it's still, you're going to make it through. And, mm how it looks on the other side might be different and you might have to change things, but don't change who you are, you know, maybe change how you do it. But Mm -hmm. remember that to put yourself and fill yourself up with the positive more than you fill yourself up with the negative. Love that. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Wow. said long, we're in it for the long haul. Yeah. Yeah. Just for the the good times. Just just curious because I know you're going to, Ask another question here soon. Before you do that, what what is ASRV? Oh, I I I have a problem when I scroll on Instagram of being <laughs> uh, uh, ads getting me. Oh, okay, and I, right. and they got me. Yeah. So it's gotcha. it's a like a performance athletic brand that I that I like fell into, and they caught me on Instagram, and they you know look alike campaigned me to death, and everywhere I clicked, I saw it, and finally I got some, and I love it so. Got Sharp. a little bit of that. Yeah, cool. You know, they cool. get you for a reason, though. I have these built, these built. Shirts. Yes. Yes. Okay. I have like ten in my closet now. I'm not kidding. It's mm-hmm. I've changed my wardrobe because they yeah. fit so good. Yeah. They last long. Oh. You know about them? Quality. Yeah. When it works. Okay. It works. Yeah. yeah. I'm. I. My friends joke all the time that I'm the the perfect uh, person to get on Instagram it's, ads. It's so bad. It's so bad. They get me every time. Like I, I did I I looked at built I also got some ten thousand. I don't know if you've seen that company yet. Oh, I got some yeah. of their shorts and stuff, but I mean I live my life in workout clothes, so it's yeah. you know, it's a work expense. Work expense. <laughs> right it off. Yeah. Cool. righty, Greg. Oh it's your favorite time. Is it that time? Well folks, you heard it. It's time for this week's Weekly Brew, Brew, Brew. Oh, that gets me every time. All right, folks. Uh, a well-known company has just announced that it will be setting up a fulfillment.
fulfillment center. Yes, fulfillment. There's a little hint uh, in Pflugerville that will bring 1,000 jobs. Boom. Goodness gracious. Apple's coming in with 5,000. This company's coming in with 1,000. Tesla's 5,000. Anyways, you guessed it. It's Amazon. Ladies and gentlemen, love it. Um, they plan to open a hundred twenty thousand square foot center in two thousand twenty-one. Eight hundred twenty. Yeah, eight hundred twenty thousand. I thought you said oh, wow. hundred twenty. Yeah, my, it's my nasal. That's, it's, <laughs> it sounded like yeah. It's my nasal issues. And uh, they'll be they'll be paying fifteen dollars an hour. Uh, early media reports indicated that space was going to be three point eight million square feet, but it would come up just about three million square feet short of that number. Not as big as they thought. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 820,000 to 3.8 million is quite of a stretch. Yeah. Um, nonetheless, a thousand jobs coming to Pflugerville is going to be great for the local economy. The Seattle based company employs over 20,000 people across Texas and says it has pumped $9 billion into the state's economy. What do wow. you guys think about that? Wow. Another big company coming to town in big numbers. Yeah. Well, it's, they, it's insane. Yeah, because they're down in yeah. Amazon's already down in San Marcos. San Marcos, right? Mm-hmm. I think they're building something in Round Rock as well. Okay. Um, so yeah, Flugerville's the sure next right in the middle. Yeah, yeah. Flugerville's the next. Well, it's not in the middle, but spot. A thousand <laughs> jobs is great. Great yeah. for Flugerville, especially at yeah. this time. Any any type of jobs, for sure. sure. Yeah, yeah we'll take good point. it. Good point. And this is yeah. the yeah. this is the place with. I'm sure you yeah. guys have heard the real estate market is wild. It's wild. Wild. Jeez. Next yeah. year is going to be Buyers ridiculous. Buyers yeah. frenzy right now. Interest rates are companies. under 3%, aren't they? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, 3%. It's insane. Yeah. All righty, folks. That's yeah. all we got for you. Um, quickly, Jeremy, to, to get a True Fusion membership, you don't even have to make a long-term commitment. Mm-hmm. You could still, obviously right now things are a little weird, but but <laughs> stay in tune with, with what's going on. And the 30 for 30 is still, still there. Uh, we're we're going to be changing a few things around. Yeah. Um, but your first class is always free. So, so come try it out. Yeah, come free. try it out. Um, come along to our TRX with the three guys. Right um, here, if you guys want to work out with us, True Fusion. Oh yeah, we're about to fire it up. <laughs> Great <laughs> workout. I'll kick your ass. Yeah. Um, <laughs> thank you for tuning in again for today's podcast with Jeremy Davis, owner of True Fusion South Austin. You can follow them on Instagram at True Fusion underscore South Austin. Remember to subscribe to us on iTunes, wherever you're tuning in from. Again, I told you at the beginning, we love that five-star rating. Be sure to check us out on Instagram at What's Brewing ATX. And that is all we got for you. Thanks, Jeremy. Awesome. Thank Thank you, guys. Cheers. Cheers, everybody. Cheers.